Welcome, 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 everyone. Uh, thank you, thank you. Yep. Welcome to your edition of RIMBY, your RIMBY's podcast. And um, we'd like to thank you, our viewers. We thank you for your attend attendance and your attention. You could have, you could be anywhere, but you're here listening to us today. Um, we're here today. We have a very special guest with us, um, two special guests with us, Miss Jean Weber and Mr. Robbie Wilson. Um, and we are um, RIMBY, an affiliate, an affiliate of the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. Um, the purpose of of our of our call today is we want to. Um, inform you of who Rimby is, just what we do, um, what Rimby's purpose is. And we, we are here to provide service and add value to the consumers, to our consumer public, as well as the professionals that have a desire to become real estate professionals in the field of property management. We are looking to add value and give you information and help to inform you and help you to be of better service and serve um, your community and serve your clients. So um, Rimby was established in we are an affiliate of NARAB, which is the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. It was established in 1947. RIMBY um, was established the same year the Fair Housing Act was established in 1968. Um, we were uh, incorporated in 1970. Um, and RIMBY was established to help with, with, uh, with, with housing for, um, we had, there was a need for housing when those veterans was coming back from the war and there was a need for property management. There's a real long history as it relates to HUD, as it relates to, um, you know, housing, fair housing and housing as it related to those of us that um, of color, people of color and work, those who were not able to get housing at that time. So Remy was established to fill that gap and um, still today existing, we are um, putting out and producing property managers um, in a um, proficient um, type manner in a, on a collegiate level. Uh, we have definitely been through many colleges, universities uh, we partner with to do our to do our classes. So no more from myself, and I'd like to get to our guests. Um, and I just wanted to give you a brief history on who we are and why we're here and what it is that we provide and why we are um, why we here and what service we would like to, to provide for you. So we welcome your questions. If you're if you're viewing us, you can type your question. We welcome your questions. We hope to give away a free membership at the end of the course. So if you stick with us throughout the course, um, definitely you um, may be able to get a you may be the winner of a free membership uh, years membership to our affiliate. So our special guest today, he's very, um, he has a lot of acronyms and a lot of alphabets behind his name. It's an honor that um, he's set and taking this time out to be with us today and share with his, share his experience, wisdom, and strength with us. Uh, Mr. Robbie Wilson, um, you have to help me out with these these alphabets because um, you definitely are a lettered man. Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm was, I was surprised you listed all of them. I can see them on the screen. Oh man, yeah. So you got ASA, um, RA, SRA, RPA, CDEI appraisers. He's a broker, he's a developer, and CCIN candidate is the only one that or CCIN candidate is the only one that I know 
I know those last three. Appraiser, developer, and CCIM candidate. I know what those are. So Mr. Wilson also is, he has a master's degree, an MBA in business and finance. He is um, a graduate of University of Texas. He has, um, he's a senior valuation analyst, a forensic appraiser, um, asset valuation manager, AQB certified USPAT instructor. So he teaches appraisals, just not just an, an appraiser. Um, he teaches appraisals and um, that's to name a few. It's too many to, to um, name. We'll be here all day just naming all the accolades that Mr. Wilson has. And you'll, you'll, you'll miss out on all of what I know he's going to bring to us. And uh, Ms. Weber, we have Ms. Weber, of course, here. And you know um, her accolades. And she's with us here um, 12 years. She has is responsible for me being a RIMBY graduate. Um, she, was my, she is my instructor. She's 12-year uh, president of RIMBY and has held it down and is responsible for over thousands of um, CRIM designations and members to be that get the CRIM. The CRIM is the certified real estate manager's designation. Um, and it's a coveted designation and is definitely worthy of having. Ms. Weber's uh, credentials is too long to mention, to, to, to run down as well. So without any more for myself, um, I'm gonna open the floor up to our guest and let Mr. Robbie Wilson tell us about who he is and what he does and where he's from. Just give us a little bit about history about yourself, Mr. Wilson. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for the invite. I appreciate this, it's a great opportunity. Um, I mean, you've pretty much um, given my background. So there's not much to add professionally, you know, besides the fact that I was born in Baltimore, but I was raised overseas. So I grew up in Liverpool from the age of three to 14 and came back to the United States when I was 21. But other than that, you pretty much have uh, given my background and history. Baltimore, I knew Baltimore was in there somewhere. Uh, um, I thought it was Washington, like Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore. So, so, yes, sir, go ahead. No, I, I would say you, 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 there was a question on the table. I don't know if you still want me to answer it, but yeah. You're about the yes, designation? Sir. Yes, sir. Right. Okay. The, uh, the ASA is an appraiser designation. That's the American Society of Appraisers. Mm -hmm. um, they're global. So they work with appraisers everywhere. Wow. Everywhere in the world. Uh, so that's the ASA. And they not only do real property, uh, they do personal property and they also do uh, business valuation, which is intangible. So uh, as probably wow. we'll it, that there are three types of appraisal, real asset, personal asset, and business valuation. So I'm more on the real property, not on the other two property type. And then the SRA, that's more from the Appraisal Institute, uh, which is also similar to uh, NASRIA. So you know I'm the president of NASRIA. Mm -hmm. RA is a NASRA designation with specialization in residential property. And then the RPA, uh, after I graduated from college, I worked at, at the assessor's office for about eight years. You know, that's how I got into um, appraisal. You know, so that's the, that's the RPA designation. And then the CDEI, that's for long distance teaching. 
So city, uh, long, that's the city uh, instructors, long distance instructors. Right, yeah. like online, gotcha. like the, yeah. yeah, exactly. Gotcha. From IDEC, you know, I think right. it's them. Nice. Wow. So, so, so you're able to um, evaluation for business as well. So if someone is selling a business, you're able to appraise the value of and do a forensic appraisal for, so let a person know what the business is worth and what they're really getting. So if someone wants to say, let's say a daycare and they're selling real estate, you're able to uh, assess that kind of value as well. No, not not yet. But but the ASA, I'm, I'm part of the, the group, the American Society of Appraisers, I, I look to that because the American Society of Appraisers have all kinds of appraisers. Okay. But my specialty is real property. Got you. But people okay. do that. I just I just don't have the competency to do that. Got to, you. You know, the business valuation forensic. Okay. Thank you for that. So the topic of our study today, topic of our subject today is real estate, um, property management and appraisals, how, how they coexist and how they go hand in hand. Um, and uh, one of the questions that we wanted to get our public information on is, you know, knowing that property, knowing that property management, um, at, as property managers, we have to, we're constantly um, determining value of a rental property or determining the value of an apartment or whether it's commercial, right? So how can um, we, how can we um, and work with appraisers to, I don't want to use the word justify, but to support the numbers that we come up with as we are um, determining value. So if we determine the value for asset and properties, if, you know, we, how can we work with an appraiser to to support that value, you know, to make sure that we know that we we're, that the numbers are accurate. Well, you can hire an appraiser; they can do a market study and see mm -hmm. property that you're managing. You know, see what other similar type properties in that market area mm -hmm. for. If that's what you're asking, that's the appraiser can provide you with that type of uh, information. You know, and then the property manager can rely on that information in setting the rent. But you know. The market is anybody's game. I mean, nobody knows the market. Quote market. I mean, mm -hmm. now, if anybody knows the market, you know, they will be making billions of dollars. I mean, so the, the, the property manager participate. They are participant in the market. Appraisers are participant. Brokers are participant. You know, mortgage people they are all participant in the marketplace. You know, so I guess what I'm saying is, the to be more specific, the appraiser can help the property manager establish rent by looking at other comparable properties in the area, mm -hmm. you know, but that have nothing to do. The property manager can also establish rent if the market would pay for it, you know, without the appraiser. And then that's how those rents are established anyway. Somebody, right. somebody, someplace come up with a number and somebody paid for it and then it became a trend, market trend. And then that becomes, because appraisers can only look at historical data, not, data in the future, only historical data, meaning past tense. So what it sold for, what it rented for Correct. in the past. Yeah, not what it's going to rent for, no, not what it should rent for, but what it's actually rented for in the past. That's what they look at. Gotcha. Ms. Webb, you have anything? I have a question. Um, 
in working with appraisers in the past, usually we could um, rely on uh, data from from appraisers because square footage and all of that kind of stuff because they really were very uh, detailed with looking at uh, a property. Whereas um, while real estate uh, managers would measure, measure, you know, they didn't have the tools that you as an appraiser had in those days. So we kind of relied, we worked together kind of to get the, the, the actual true value and for the area. And of course, today we have a lot of the same tools that we're using to be able to come up with um, the value, like what you mentioned, you mentioned market studies and all of those kinds of things. And, you know, we have the internet and, 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 and um, but, but you have some unique tools as an appraiser that the property managers don't have. And I've seen your systems and I've seen the kind of data that you guys um, can put together and calculations come out really, really good. And it's, sometimes it supports what we have done, we the property managers, and then sometimes it does not because you 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 determine value of a building and you do projections on that to the that's future correct. so that's how i think that we as property managers can learn and work together to support whatever it is that we're trying like if we're trying to get a new development and we're trying to determine the rents you as an appraiser is very much needed to work with the property manager so that we come up with a with a, a value that makes sense and then you use that manage that uh management fee or i'm sorry not management fee the the rental fee to determine the value of the building that's correct um everybody we all have to work together i don't think that should be an issue appraisers have to work with property managers to get information property managers have to work with appraisers to come up with you know, better valuation or better appraisal. Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that all professionals have to work together. Absolutely. So, yeah, we, there's, there's, not only do the appraisers and property managers have to work together, you know, investors have to work together with us, you know, brokers have to work with, we all, as a team, we all, we're all in a real estate team. We play a different role. So the, the, I agree with you 100%. The question is working together is, is a given. You know, I probably so. was setting a trap because what I was thinking with that was that when we work together, perhaps property managers need as a part of their management course an, um, a bit of uh, appraising in it, mm -hmm. understanding what the, you know, the basic property is all about, management. Because I remember when I took the uh, property management course, we had a master appraiser who came in and, this, and, and told us all about how to look at a building. Um, and in fact, it was in two parts of the class, now that I think about it. Um, we had Ripley Mead. I don't know if you know him. Ripley Mead's passed on now. 
And then we all also had uh, another master appraiser from Cleveland, Ohio. And I believe um, Hamilton. Yes, he's uh, he's also uh, moved on from, yeah. He's the past, he's the former past president of Nazareth. And they used to really work with uh, our Rimby class to make sure we understood and um, knew about appraising and the importance of it, even though we were property managers. So that was kind of what I was thinking about. Uh, I, I, I'm with, I mean, we can talk to Amaris. We, I think we've already alluded to how we can incorporate courses yeah. and, and connect the emphasis, cross emphasis. You know, in, other words, in the appraisal class, we emphasize property manager, and in the mm -hmm. class, emphasize appraisal. You know, yes, yes. I alluded to when I teach appraisal courses, and this is, I'm not just saying this for this interview, I do say this in class. I always tell them that valuate appraisal, doing appraisal is, is predicated on excellent management. Wow. Excellent management. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because, yes. And that's a fact because that's big. appraisal, you have to assume that the management is efficient. Mm. You know, that's an assumption we make in appraisal. We assume, you know, a normal, not super exceptional property management or poor management. We assume a good management company because that's an assumption that's made, period. You know, so given that assumption, if the property manager don't do a good job, I'm not saying property managers don't. I'm just trying to make the the, the, the point that oh, but you're, that's good. I, I teach management as well. You know, if the property not properly managed, it's going to devalue. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. So, right. So you can, you, you in other words, you can ask for you can ask for a property rent. Just I'm just throwing that number, say five thousand dollars, whatever that is, right? If the market doesn't believe that the property is worth five thousand dollars, they're not going to pay you for it, right? So and, that, and when, when they look at that five thousand dollar rent, they're going to look at the location. They're going to look at the condition of the property. You know, those are two givens: the location, the condition, and then the quality of construction. You know. Those are the things that they're looking at. If the if the location is not that good, the condition, which is management, yes, which is all management, and that have nothing to do with the appraiser. You know how the property is managed that determines the condition. You know, hmm. I were to look at the management issue as a, as it connects to appraisal. Is the example I give in class is you can buy Rolls Royce if you don't maintain it properly. You know, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna break apart. Exactly. You know, or you, you can buy a Volkswagen and you can maintain it very well. Ten years, it still look very, very good because it's properly maintained. That's property management. Maintaining property mm. has a lot to do with valuation. That's uh, very good. Valuation. Because wow. one, one of the things, one of the things that we do in the Remby class, which is, is kind of where I was going with this. With some of our case studies, we look at the building. When we, after we've looked at the building, um, we kind of assess whether that property manager was on top of it or under it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, we do that in appraisal too. <laughs> go back to the, the number I just threw out for no reason. Say the five thousand dollars number, right? 
let's go back to that to to back up what um, um, Mrs. Miss Webb I just indicated. So let's just say I I said we make assumptions that the property manager is not property management is normal, right? Okay. Yeah. So if I go look at the property, a comparable property is renting for five thousand dollars, and I look at the subject property is renting for thirty five hundred dollars, and it's similar. That's poor management. Mm. Because it's not meeting the, the minimum threshold in the marketplace. And you know, as a property manager, one of the things, and sometimes appraisers, you know, that we get the blame for it, but sometimes as as the appraiser comes in and looks at it, he's looking at what the property manager didn't do or did do. But we at the very beginning, one of our classes. You, we are taught how to meet with the owner and determine what the owner's goals are for that building. Correct. Because sometimes, you know, the property manager wants to make certain improvements, but the owner says that they're not able to make them, that's not their plan to make them, or they're not going to make them. So, you know... If they don't make it, then the market is going to penalize them for not making those improvements that are necessary, that a professional That's property good. has recommended to increase the mm. value of that property. So if the property owner does not listen to the property manager, whose job is to manage that property, appreciate the property value, you know, so when the person comes along, comes along to do an appraisal, condition, they look at the location, they look at the rent, all that number goes into valuation. Wow. That's, that's, that's loaded. So, let me ask, how much does... Ms. Webb? No, sometimes, sometimes as a property manager, if you've got a certain standard, you don't take that property to manage it either. You walk away. That's yeah, that's a property oh, manager's decision. Right, I agree with that. We still have choice. Yep, some all money's not good money for sure. If you know that that owner is not going to maintain and and take care of repairs, you're on the front line as the property manager. That owner is not the one that's being seen. <clears throat> Your name is going to go up in lights in the newspaper, and then um, you know, in bad press. So some of those and properties you definitely will take. Your name is up on the side of the building. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So how much does adjustments, how do you see adjustment and how does it re relate to the value? How much do you see that those adjustments, you know, how important are they to the uh, value? Adjustments are critical. I mean, <laughs> they're critical. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, you have to make an adjustment because there is no prototype, pro especially in a commercial space. There mm -hmm. is no identical property. Even in residential, it's difficult to find sometimes. But in commercial mm -hmm. It's almost not identical property at all. So you have to make an adjustment for dissimilarity, for differences in amenities. You know, yeah, you can't do an appraisal without making an adjustment. I mean, period. So, be, so, so being that you are, okay. I mean, to not make an adjustment makes the assumption that all the property is the same. Wow. It's same, not only the same in, in quality of construction and design, but they're also mm. the same in the way that... Uh, the condition of the property, the way they are managed, you know, we're back to management. Wow. So, in other words, I can build identical 10 properties and give it to three, di 10 different individuals. The way they manage it 10 years later is what's going to determine valuation. Wow. 
Does that make okay. sense? Right. Make perfect sense. Make perfect sense. So now, and the reason I ask this question is because as professionals, even as not only property managers, we're real estate professionals and we're pulling comps and we're determining values on our properties and the properties yeah. leads to my next question, which is when it comes to sale, when we sell a building that, you know, after we've managed it and it's time just to liquidate and it's time to uh, sell that building. Um, <clears throat> so what ways can we benefit Again, marrying property management and RIMBY, right? Or property management and appraisals. What way can we, um, I guess, complement one another? Because um, we were, I was, we was asking the question of, um, but you, uh, as to how you could you could complement um, property management, but you shared and let us know how they do complement each other. So does the same thing apply as it relates to sales, the sale of a property? You know, how do we complement one another in that in that aspect? You know, when it's time for us to sell and you've answered the adjustments. And then well, you can again, just so I'm clear, though, adjustment is is you're adjusting the subject, you're adjusting to the subject, you know, whether you're doing commercial property, industrial property or residential property. So you're adjusting so, to the subject. OK. Yeah. So I'm, I'm clear on the principle of adjustment. Adjustment. Okay. Assumption that the properties are not the same, meaning gotcha. all the amenities are not the same. So there may be superior amenities or inferior amenities. You know. So let me use an example almost everybody can relate to. If you have a house and then one has four car garage, one has the subject has two car garage. So in this case, the amenity is different in garage. So you have to adjust the comp. If you're using the four car garage as a comparable, if that's all you got. You know, you have to adjust the garage down because it's superior. Yeah, you adjust it down to the subject, which is the two-car garage, to determine the valuation. You know, likewise, it's also true. If the subject is the four-car garage and the comp that the only comp you have is two-car garage, adjustment, I'm emphasizing the, the concept of adjustment, is adjusting a comp, a comparable with two-car garage to the subject that's four to determine the valuation of the subject. Because remember, in appraisal, you know, you're trying to determine valuation on the subject. So you're looking at some data, which we call comps. You're looking at those comparables, whether it's one, two, or three, or whatever, numbers of comparables you have. You're looking at those, and you're looking at the differences in features, in amenities. And then you adjust those to the subject. And once you adjust all your comps, you know, if it's two or three or four, or whatever, then that's from that range is how you establish the value of the subject. That's why okay. adjustment is I get a question. Yeah. What kind of consistency is used amongst appraisers when they're making those adjustments? That's like, what I was going to ask. You, you might adjust for, you know, you have in, in a neighborhood like in Chicago, we have old stock. You know, a lot of our properties are old. And they're now building new like buildings in the neighborhood as well. And what we need to do is look at the age of one and one might have been built in 1927 and the other one was built in, in um, I had meant to put this thing on something else, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, That's and the other one may have been built in 
1980 or something like that. So here we go with, what was that, 60 years difference, and we're trying to determine the value. So how would you make an adjustment for the age? And the other part of that is when you said a two-car garage as opposed to a one-car garage, is there a set amount of, of, of uh, adjustment that you make based on a garage or even based on central air or the age of the boiler? Is, is there a, just a, a general number that appraisers have that they agree on? No. And how does that relate to? And how does yeah, that relate to? I mean, okay. I get this question almost because I'm a, I'm a professional and I'm in the classroom. I get this question all the time, especially when I'm dealing with brokers. You know, <laughs> I, I have some secret numbers for the, for different items. <laughs> I'm hiding those numbers from them, and I don't want to give it to them. You know, they, they appraise any appraiser, you know, literally any appraiser, that is a true well-trained appraisers do not have any number in their head, period. Mm. Those wow. numbers have to be extracted from the market. Wow. So we have different principles, just like you have different principles in, in property management, the different principles that have to guide the appraisers in doing an adjustment. You know, one of the principles that's dominant is called a paired, paired or match, paired like a pair of shoe, P-A-I-R-E-D. Paired sales, you know, and that technique, the paired sales technique or match pair, you know, that technique is one of the several techniques that you use in adjustment. That technique is very simple. It says you look at two comparables, you know, and that item that you want to make an adjustment to, for example, say garage, right? So you find just the comparables. You're not dealing with the subject now. Step number one, you take the comparables. You take, you find two, compar two comparables, say, let's just say comparable A and comparable B. Comparable A has uh, two car garage, comparable B has one car garage, right? Again, let's keep in mind, I'm talking about the match pad or pad sale technique of doing adjustment. So you have comparable A and B, again, A, two car garage, B, one car garage. The technique says that you pay it, and the difference in price is how you extract your adjustment. That difference in price is directly attributable or attributed to the difference in amenity, with the assumption that all other amenities are similar. You know, meaning the age built is similar, the square footage is similar. When I mean similar, not exact. So come A, maybe 1,500 square foot. Come B, maybe 1,550, not 1,50. Mm -hmm. That's still similar, okay? Maybe A was built like 1979, that one was built like 1978, it's just one year difference, you know? So all the other amenities are similar. I'm repeating the concept. All the, you pair two sales, A and B, and say one sells for 100,000, uh, say A sells for 105, because it's got two car garage, 105, and they say B sells for 100,000, right? B is one car garage, A is two car garage. Everything else is similar except for the garage. You follow me so far? Sure. Hold on. There's this technique says that the difference in price, which is $5,000, right, is not directly attributable to that difference in garage because everything is. 
So you attribute it to the whatever whatever that the difference is. So if all the other factors are the same similar, then if it's only that the garage is different, that five thousand dollar con contribution goes to the garage. That's correct. It to the garage. Okay. Correct. That's how you extract adjustment. So now you know for that marketplace, you know, in this example, five thousand dollars is the adjustment you will make. But you can go to a different marketplace and you follow the same technique. It may be only seven thousand, maybe three, it may be whatever. That's how the appraisers should be extracting, extracting the adjustment from the market. Adjustment has to come from the market. Okay, well, one technique mm -hmm. I've given to you, which is a pet sale. You have the cost technique, meaning you can look at the cost and depreciate it. The depreciable value is the attributable value, or that's your adjustment. You know, that's 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 another second technique. You know, and you have several other techniques that that we look at. So I think you answered the question that I had because I was going to say, well, how do you determine that a price in California versus a price in Chicago versus a price, and I'm using for a garage because I always was of the understanding that okay, well, a garage is roughly maybe five to seven thousand, or one bedroom might be a five to seven thousand dollar valuation, and so you're saying that it's based on the price of the property itself, and or there is no set numbers anywhere. The market tells you, the market Correct. will dictate what that number is. And the market will dictate how much to extract, the amount you extract for a, for a particular item to do an adjustment, correct? Gotcha. Okay, well, my question has to do with setting the rent because we're still relying on um, an appraiser's value as well when setting the rent prices. And we're in a neighborhood and we've got, new, we got the new properties or the recently built properties and we got the old stock you know, as well, right alongside of them. Some of them may even have historic value. And um, the values sometimes are very different. Yeah, the values are different. That's no doubt about that. The question that, that pops into my mind, maybe this is what you're asking. Well, let, me, let me finish that part that I want to okay. add to it. Because sometimes in the older building, they're giving a lot of amenities you know and and that's probably in the rent and in the newer building they don't feel that they have to do that because the building is newer so you're looking at setting the rent price for something like that and we're looking for the appraiser to support that because when we however we're renting it out you know that's supposed to help the price if you if you're looking at what is the value of it for insurance purposes. I mean, that, I mean, that's it. If what from what you're describing, if I'm understanding you correctly, it's a simple, it's a simple process. If what you're asking me, what would make it complicated? If you're asking me, if the question is, you know, there are newer homes and there is no newer comparable properties that have rented in that marketplace for a period of time, then if that's the case, if there's no data, then Say I'm looking at a new property and all my comparables are older property, like 50 years old in poor condition. Then we're back to making adjustment again. That's why you make adjustment to equalize. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not homes that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the older buildings that have already been rented and sitting there. See, here we have a situation where 
we're mixing old with new. And well, how do you do that though? That's maybe that's I'm getting confused. How do you how do you mix old with new? There becomes a vacant lot, and they build an old a, a new building right alongside. For instance, we have, and this is a very hot area here. Um, we have a hospital that they converted um, and 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 sold it and rented it out. Now yeah, that's, so that's a sizable change. Now, how do we find? Um, the rent amounts for that and 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 support that value okay to find rent for what is brand new what is old you find comparables right that's the technique if you can't find comparables you find the best data that you have okay and, uh, maurice point you make an adjustment mm -hmm. you know you make an adjustment following different techniques so basically it's a process that process is, you know, you look at the subject, uh, you know, and then if, if in this case, if the subject is brand new, then you try to find comps that are brand new. If you cannot find comps that are brand new, you find your best available alternative comp. And then the, and you make an adjustment to those to reflect the subject. You know, like you were saying before, like you can make an adjustment, you do make an adjustment for age, you know, you can make an adjustment for age if you can extract it from the market. Then do you go to a cost analysis to make adjustments then? You can use cost technique also to make an adjustment. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know, you can look at the cost new, you can, you can, to make it, to use the cost technique, you look at the cost new, you know, if it's completely brand new, there's no depreciation. If it's not completely brand new, then you look at the, your basis, your support for depreciation. How do you come up with your depreciation? How much are you going to depreciate the property? And once you can support that, and you make your depreciation, the depreciated value or the contributory value, that's the that's your adjustment amount now for that particular item. And that's how you extract your adjustment to the cost technique. Do you feel like that there that in our class we got four classes? And um it kind of sounds like we we need to add that appraisal part that we used to have in our class. So that we have good rental values, because sometimes what we've noticed is the rent rent values are being um, questioned or downgraded. Well, that's gonna even you know, even if an appraiser does an appraisal, rent is gonna be questioned. They, people people don't get what they want; they're gonna question it. You know, questioning the rent in itself doesn't mean it's not objective. That's my point. It can be it can be well supported data. People still question it. But but property managers, um, some of them are able to give good data to support what they're saying. But I'm just thinking that we need to strengthen our knowledge on being able to do that. Wouldn't you say, uh, President Mohammed? Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. I think they should be a part of all four of the classes. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm thinking that an appraisal part of it um, should be included in that because it sounds like there are things that uh, Robbie said that we need to add in there because we need to know how to do that to work with them mm -hmm. and do it. Yeah, that's definitely something you can add. I mean, it will hurt. You know, if a property manager knows how to 
you know, look at other. I mean, sometimes too, you know, I just thought about this. Property managers they do excellent job collecting data when you do your rent survey. Mm-hmm. They typically don't do that. Those are mostly done by rental um, property managers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you do your rent survey, you're collecting data. You see what your competitors are doing, right? That's the information that appraiser is using anyway. You know, so you do a rent survey. You see what your competitors are doing. You know how much how much they're paying for rent for com- competitive competitive properties. You know, and then the property manager now needs to adjust. Say, okay, if that property is getting this much rent, you know, from a property manager assessment point of view, I don't think that property is better managed than this property, or this property is better managed. We should jack up our rent because we're taking lower rent compared to that property across the street. You know, all of these things have to play out. That's that's the market. Really good things though that. I think that property managers need to know as well. No, absolutely. Value, I'm not value. To put you out of a job. I'm just. We're just trying to learn from you and have our course, of course, better. And we're not saying that, that we need to teach it. We need to have you come in or somebody like you to come in and teach that part of it. So we oh, have a better understanding of what the appraiser than the appraisal is doing. Right. Because I appraisers and, and, and property managers almost go to blows over uh the value. You haven't yeah. seen that? No, no, no. I'm I'm smiling because that's that's everybody wants to go to blow with appraisers on value. Everybody. We won't yeah. have appraisers that come on site and start almost some 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 wording words to each other. Yeah, if the numbers doesn't come out where they like it, then they get irritated, you know. So yeah. Yeah, you deal with that, that's part of the it comes with the comes with the territory. Well, right? it, it is, but you see, sometimes those numbers are so serious to those owners and impact what we're getting paid. So sometimes you've made some projections based on the numbers that are going to come out. And, and we turn out, turn around and we got to change them. It makes a big difference. That's, that's all I'm saying. So we, we need to understand and be able to help you and you be able to help me when we're both talking the same language about adjustments. The adjustment now illustrates something of interest to me. The adjustment can only come from the appraiser. The property manager cannot tell the appraiser what to adjust for or how to make an adjustment. That would be undue pressure, you know. Mm -hmm. That that would be, in other words, the appraiser has to be independent, objective, and impartial. Oh, yeah, I know that's a new rule. The property manager can provide information. You know, as to you know, cost, fee, expenses, revenue, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but mm-hmm. when it comes to adjustment, that's the appraiser's territory. As long as uh-huh. what you can do as a property manager, you can you can question the basis for the support. Mm-hmm. You have to support. The appraiser has to be able to explain to you in their report how they how they come up with that adjustment. A good appraiser has to be able to do that. 
Oh yes, oh yes. Right. But they got to know what to say and and make sense. That's why exactly. that they need to be they need to be trained because Correct. just to begin um, saying that this is not right. I mean, they don't know what's really gone into oh, it and what kind of research and all of that. Or so, but when you have good training and know what an appraiser is looking at, then you you kind of can help each other. I agree. So it sounds like an added value. It sounds like added value to the definitely to the property management course to have that, you know, from a professional appraisal, you know, that that input, whether it's written into the course, whether it's a portion of the course written into it, or maybe you even come in and teach it and bring and present it as part of our training, part of, you know, the class that we present and maybe do something likewise in your class or, you know, or some type of a marriage here is really, I think, a, some type of a uh way that we can kind of merge the two and, and work together i don't think that's a problem i mean i i teach across the country and like we just covered at the beginning so teaching is something i enjoy doing so yeah and i don't i don't think that's an issue we just need to work out the details on the that detail. yeah. yeah now you never you've always made that a point that it, you've always been open to work together collectively and put together right. classes together so that's always right. been you know always been what you said. You know, so the affiliates used to work together like that. We all the affiliates we could call on, even women's council, we would go in and uh kind of talk to them about um the various type the affiliates that we had and talk about what we specialized in and the training. Right. Yeah. So yeah, me and Maurice would be would be brainstorming we haven't you know moved it to another level yet but we've been brainstorming as to how all the affiliates can come together how we can yeah. be together how we can build a, a centralized platform mm -hmm. a micro platform for every affiliate have we should have a a, a macro e-commerce e e platform mm -hmm. yeah, exactly you I, know, I remember our some of the some, and I can talk about them now because they passed on. But the old guys that when I was around and they they wouldn't let in, any of us in their affiliate organization, but they they uh, they would get together and they ran the University of Real Estate. Mm. They ran it, and they had really good classes that I, you know, you could read what was going to be taught. You know, like I was talking about Mr. Hamilton and some of those, some of those others. Right. He ran the University of Real Estate. One of the guys here um, gave me one of the books, the manuals that they had. And the other one gave me an outline of the University of Real Estate, the agenda on what the classes were and everything. It looked really interesting and a good way to put on University of Real Estate because now... You're getting courses that people want, and you can make money with. Right. I again, this is something that I'm brainstorming with Maurice on. Just exactly that. That we need to have a platform where we can teach globally. You know. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, like I just alluded to with the ASA, they teach globally. They're not any different from what we do. You know, the American Center for Praises globally. All their courses are all on the platform. They teach globally. You sign on. You take the class. You pass. You get. The designation, you know, Remy has a designation, 
you know. So I, I'm, I'm completely for that, you know. Just build first. You know, again, somebody brings some of the stuff we've had with uh, Maurice is also, you know, the revenue is better, it's, it's more, I don't know how to put this, but if you build education on your revenue stream is more reliable. If, if you're by providing education that relying on members. You know, wow. Yeah. Members, members in the organization, you cannot rely on mem. Nah, I don't want to. I mean, some people don't like to bring up nah because, but nah is not rich because of members. Nah is rich because it provides constant, continuous education. Hmm. CCIM, for example, is and nah. Providing, and they're providing things that we need in the business, and they can't, and we, and they can't, and we can't get it any other place. What do you think about their lobbying arm? What's your opinion on that? Is it any? Is that of any value? I mean, lobby is based on money, right? Sure. Exactly. Give yeah, you can't lobby if you're poor. That Snow Rabbit's doing that. We, 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 as they say, we stay in our lane, stay in that education mm -hmm. lane. Once right. you get education, you've got it all. You That's do. True. You do. Because I you agree. Absolutely. You can, you can name your price if you're yep. good. They don't care if you're the garbage man. If you know something, they will pay your price. That's, that's exactly true. right. That's exactly what I. That's what I was alluding to. We that's need to. Yeah, even the, even if the parent organization won't join us, the affiliate needs to, or maybe just Rambi and Nasra can just work together if they don't want to join us. And just we can start there. The same platform to disseminate education. Okay. Yeah. So how's our time looking? We 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 went over, but we have about we. It was good information. It was well worth it. I think that um, the audience was should be will be able to take away something from what 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 you've given us, Mr. Wilson, for sure. Um, well, thank you. Yes, I appreciate sir. it. Thank you. But I wanted to, to to put out our um, for those that um, that are with us. Um, I have a couple questions, Miss Webb. If you have anything to add, please let me know. Um, but I want to ask if you can tell us what the topic is what the topic of our subject was today. Um, name two techniques that we spoke about. Name two of the techniques that Mr. Wilson touched on, um, that he touched on, and we discussed in our session. And what was the two affiliates represented here today? And um, what do you think about that, Ms. Webb? Is that too much? You think oh, that's I think he's really tough. <laughs> it's too much. I stuff. Only take, take Take one of them so we can get a member. We had one last week. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, I, I, I would. All right. So if you can give us, give us the two techniques that we that were talked about in the subject. So if you can give us the two techniques that we talked about that Mr. Wilson touched on in the subject, and you contact us if you're looking at if you're viewing this, you um, are viewing through our web page or our Facebook page. Come and then. Let us know, and we'll give you your membership. You'll be, you'll be your, you will win a free membership um, to Rimby. Um, so that's the, that's what it is. If you can tell us the two techniques that Mr. Um, Wilson spoke on today in our session, we have two a caller. Huh? Do we have a caller? No, we don't have. We have viewers. There's definitely viewers been coming in and out. So we don't have any calls or any any. Um, but if someone wants to give it to us now, you can. We'll we'll we'll. You can. You'll be named right now. How about, how about if you give give 
of the three things that you ask for, you'll give a membership if they just name one. Okay, that works. That's right. Thank you. Those questions. Thank you. Okay. Get them and then have them send their email in to us. Okay. Perfect. And they then we can see what 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 they thought to critique the show. Absolutely. That's what we definitely need. That we want to. We want that. So if you can tell us either what the topic of the topic of our subject was, was our subject topic was name one of the two topics techniques that Mr. Wilson uh, spoke about and mention uh, what two affiliates was represented here today. And I'm going to give you a hint. One of them is in the sent is in the uh it's right in your face. I'll put it right back like that. <laughs> that's, being, that's very generous. Generous, right? Good. I know we rent me. We mentioned three. I mean, yeah. Techniques. Yeah, he did mention three. So we mentioned three affiliates. One of one of which. Oh, oh, what was the other one? Also on the screen, a minute. <laughs> one is on there, and then we mentioned another one. The woman council. Oh yeah, you gave them the answer, so all they need to know. They got. They only need to know one. So you can send us if you want to send it through. Send it through the chat. You can send it through the chat, or you can send it to us later. Right on. The, send us your email and inbox us your email address, um, and a phone, a contact phone number, so we can call you and get your information to put you in as a member for RIMBY. We definitely have some fun classes um, rolled about. The best part of the RIMBY classes, I think I'm going to preach this until I'm, 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 I'm no longer here, is you'll get, you, you take away, you, you'll be able to use what you learn Monday morning. So our classes normally are from Wednesday um, to Friday, depending on what day of the week we, we put, we take, we, uh, they're put on. You can take away and implement what you learn in your business that Monday morning. So that's one of the benefits that you're going to get when you take a Remy course and you're able to make money right away. So there's no, not a place that I've been to that, that I can, you can get that kind of value. And I am biased, but I'll tell you, 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 you take the course and just tell me if I'm wrong. I don't believe you will. So there's, a lot of good information, and you definitely will be able to serve and um, make money doing property management. Residual income, like Mr. Wilson talked about. He said, spoke about residual income. So I'm gonna leave the word, last word with you, Ms. Webb. Do you have anything? And then we'll leave the, a word from you, and then we'll have something from Mr. Wilson. He can take us out. Well, I just think it was a delight being here today, and I thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this with Mr. Wilson and his wealth of knowledge um, that he has. Um, so I was happy that he could take time out of his schedule to come and talk with us. But I look forward to when Mr. Wilson is going to be a, in one of our classes teaching us <laughs> this yeah. wonderful information as well, because I'm ready to sign up for it. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm delighted to have been here today. And thank mm -hmm. you, Mr. Wilson. I know Maurice is going to thank you too, but I, I, I really was excited about it. That. Well, I was excited too. Thank all of you. Thank both of you. This is a. I'm grateful to join the, the, the group, the team. So yeah, anytime I can help out, just let me know. I mean, so it's a, I enjoy every bit of it. 
Oh man, thank you, thank you again. Yeah. All right. And you want to give your give your information as to how you can be reached, your your contact information for anyone in Texas if they have one interest in becoming a an appraiser because you're an instructor. Uh, how they can yeah, get a hold of you? They can they can send me an email to uh, R Wilson, the R like for Robbie Wilson, the W I L S O N R Wilson at Advanced Appraisal group it's pretty long dot com so it's Aro wilson advance no d at the end just advance appraisal group dot com Aro wilson at advance appraisal group dot com okay appraisal now i'm putting it up on the screen for you so it's here if you wanna. Okay, there you go. Is that right? That looks about right. right. Yeah, okay. perfect. Yeah. So if anyone wanna get, would like to get a hold of you, and do you wanna give a phone number for anyone that has any interest if um, for praise? Yeah, I, I, I prefer email. Email. Okay. Thank yeah. you. All right. Thank you, sir. We definitely appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Um, we did go over and. How about um, information? Um, oh, the information. So, Remy's information, yes, it's on. Is you can get on, um, join Remy at remy.org. Um, www.remy.org. Um, you can get on remy.org and you can find us on Facebook. We are on Facebook at Remy, R E M B I, on Facebook. And you, if you, ha you can go to our website, it's www w.remby.org um, and become a member. We have some amazing classes that's going to be rolling out soon and um, perfect timing for it um, with the climate that we're living in and the perfect time to recession-proof your business and to cash flow is what's going to keep you keep us in business. And that's one of the best ways to recession-proof your business is to have cash flow, monthly residual. You can you have money being made while you sleep. So, um, Hands down, Rimby is one of the best training platforms for property management. And now that we're going tech, we're using tech, modern technology, we're able to do it online and you'll be able to learn it <clears throat> right from your office or your home. So um, I'm excited about that and being a part of that. So nothing more for myself. We are, we have about two minutes. Anybody have anything else they'd like to give to the, give to the group and to our community of those that community of listeners take I just want to say thank you again I appreciate the invite look forward okay you're welcome thank you go ahead miss Webb you said got something no no, no okay I, I think it right. was beautiful all right thank you and God bless and may everyone stay safe and we look forward to seeing you on our next on our next webcast podcast all right thank you all, all right. thank you yeah.